What is going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to season three of the Good Men Exist podcast. I definitely appreciate it. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, by doing so, you will be the first to know about any new episodes, whether they be on Tuesdays or if I just feel like dropping one at a random point during the week. Either way, it will be in your notifications first thing in the morning. So why not subscribe? With that being said, enjoy today's show. What is going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Good Men Exist podcast. And you already know what this music means. I'm kidding. You probably won't know what this music is, but I will tell you. This is the official Good Men Exist listener letter music. That's right, people. That means that you, one of the listeners or subscribers, has taken the time out of your day, wrote in to the show, and have requested perspective, advice, or both. Now, to make this as authentic as possible, I have not read the entirety of this message yet. So as I read it to you, will actually be my first time reading it. But before we dive in, I want to give a special thank you to... The young lady who wrote in today, Marie, all the way from Delaware, obviously, as y'all know, that ain't her name because it's my show. I can pick whatever name I want. And we are going with Marie today. Thank you, Marie, for taking the time to write in, as I said, and entrusting me with this information and this story and also entrusting me with the right to give my perspective and advice on your situation. So with that being said, let's dive in. Marie says, thank you for taking a moment to listen to my subject. Hopefully it is helpful to not only myself, but your listeners as well. I met my spouse in 2013 and we dated for six years before getting married. Marriage has always been a goal of mine since I was younger. Both of our parents have been married for over 40 years. Our parents have always exposed us to the pleasant and not so pleasant moments of marriage which I believed was a benefit for the both of us, but they laid out the blueprint for us. They showed us how much work and dedication is required for a long lasting partnership. A year into our relationship, my boyfriend informed me that he did not believe in marriage. This is the moment when I fell for potential. And those of you who are listening to season three know that I made an episode purely about falling for potential, but let's carry on. This is the moment when I fell for potential. It hurt to hear that we didn't have the same long-term goals, but I was hopeful that he would see the marriage material in me. A couple of years into our relationship, I started to accept the fact that marriage may not be in our future. So instead of giving up hope, I made my partner aware that I was more than okay that he didn't see the point of marriage. I changed my language from quote, when we get married, end quote, to quote, when I get married, end quote. He noticed this and a few months later, he proposed. A year later, we got married. Before marriage, we discussed deal breakers. 
his was if I called the cops during a dispute, which I would never do unless some sort of abuse was involved. My deal breaker was cheating and getting caught. After the first three months into our marriage, it came to light that he was cheating for half of our new marriage. This crushed me to my soul. I never saw it coming. I was beyond unhappy. I want to be a true helpmate. I woke up and made breakfast, lunch, dinner. I went back to school. I got a job. I was a stay-at-home wife and mother because I lost my job one month before our marriage. When I began working, I made more money and I felt like it was a blow to his ego. When the cheating came to light, I got divorce papers, filed them, and waited for him to sign them. He wanted to work on the marriage. It was hard, but I stayed. This year, I found out he spoke to the girl again recently. He lied about it until I told him I had proof. He admitted that when he cheated before, he had a sexual relationship with her. It shattered me. He wants to work it out this time again. I do too because I love this man. His intellect is intoxicating. He pushes me to my potential. He's an amazing father and provider, and he's hilarious. This new discovery has changed me. I can't connect with him because the actual sexual part of our relationship was denied. That's what made me stay the first time. The string I held on to was at least he didn't sleep with her. I love him with all that is in me, but even after eight years, I don't think I can overlook it. I am lost and I need advice. So when Marie reached out, I asked her, I said, hey, do you want my perspective or do you want my advice? Because you all that have been listening for a little bit, you know me. I offer advice only when it is asked of me. Outside of that, I clarify. So anyway, I asked Marie, I said, do you want my perspective or do you want my advice? Marie requested both. So from starting from the top, Marie, there's a few things that I would like to acknowledge. One, as I've already said, this is perspective. This is advice. I do not consider myself a relationship guru, not a dating guru, not a therapist, counselor, none of that. And of course, if you feel like anything from this episode is valuable, by all means, hold on to that and implement it in your relationship. And if you think the rest is pointless, feel free to throw that out. So in diving into your message, the very first thing I noticed is that you said marriage has always been a goal of mine, a perfectly fine goal. And if it's something that you have thought of for years, I personally do not think that is a goal that you should bend or break on. That's for starters. And it's great that you all have had that foundation of parents who represent long term marriage and love. And the reason why I separate those is because, as we know, there are people who are married and then there are people who are happily married. All marriage doesn't equal love. Sometimes marriage for a lot of folks just equals someone you get to die with or whoever dies first. There's a lot of married couples still out here living in the same house. Don't love each other. Paperwork says they're still married, but their actions would suggest that they aren't. However, I'm not saying that you all's example wasn't. I'm just noting that at least you had that foundation of black love. If I am to assume that the man that you are referencing is African-American. And you said it was about a year into the relationship that he mentioned that he was not really into this marriage thing. So my question is, and I wish I could actually ask you this, but a year has gone by. And if marriage was a goal of yours, did this not come up in conversations previously? Or 
did they come up and he kind of you know deflected maybe was like yeah yeah okay and didn't really say too much because i feel like if that was the case those were probably some yellow flags that maybe you could have picked up on sooner but again we can't go back in time but that's just an interesting question that i wish i had you on to know because i also feel like that somewhat shapes the rest of this conversation but let's move on and in moving on you say that you fell for the potential which makes me think that maybe he kind of mentioned that you know oh maybe marriage isn't that bad or, or something whatever he said wasn't entirely out of whack with what you were feeling and what you wanted your goals but like many women they see a man that they're interested in and although we may say one thing for some reason and i don't know why women have this false reality that they can change a man i agree that you can potentially change his outlook but what is rooted in him you cannot change that is something that he has to change on his own so if him not wanting to be married is a root of who he is something he does not think that he is well suited for and you know that that is one thing that you want it as intellectual as he may have been, as funny as he may have been, as great of a father figure and or father that he is, you should have taken those as red flags and exited from the situation before it got to this point. Now, and continuing to read, when you begin to shift the narrative of the story that he was used to, instead of when we get married, when we do this, when we, you split that, you became an individual again, you became I, me and like most men we're not the brightest all the time but we pick up on those kind of nuances and it scares us makes us uncomfortable and no one likes to be uncomfortable right so when you switch the narrative he felt like all right well she's going to leave if i don't propose so that proposal was made out of fear it was made out of discomfort if i had to guess again i am not a fly on the wall i am at a distance and there's always three sides to the story but if i had to guess that proposal came out of that fear, out of that comfort, and it was not a genuine and authentic thing. He felt like that was the main way to keep you. He noticed the shift in your demeanor. So that was his last ditch effort to maintain what he was used to. Another yellow flag would be the fact that his deal breaker is that you wouldn't call the cops during a dispute. Now, there could be a lot of reasons behind this. You know, maybe he saw it one of his homeboys get hemmed up because of something similar you know, or just because of black males interactions with police in general, I don't know. But I, just me, just little old Jarrell would not ever mention anything in deal breaker form or lightheartedly that you shouldn't call the cops during a dispute. One, and maybe this is just my demeanor, I don't know that any dispute that I would get into with a woman would call for that on any level. So the fact that he would mention that as a deal breaker, again, maybe it happened to him in a past relationship. Maybe it's something he has from a distant experience. We don't know. So I can't make judgment on that. However, I do feel that at the very least is a yellow flag off the bat. Now, once you all have finally gotten married and you find out that he was cheating for the first half of your marriage. Now, obviously, I feel like, you know, or if you don't know, you should know that if you all were dating for six years prior if I had to place a few of my bank accounts on that he had cheated before, throughout, or at some points during that six years, I would without hesitation put my money on he did. The first half of your marriage, you know, was just when you discovered it. 
Six years is a long time to quote unquote date for a woman who envisions herself in a marriage. But like most women, you know, you were crushed by this or I guess all women who really cared. No one would be like, oh, he cheated, whatever. So like majority of women, you know, you, you feel a way about this. And he's come around again and said, Marie, I want to work on this. And because he offers you these things, the intellect, the fact that he pushes you, the fact that he's an excellent father, that he's humorous, you're holding on to that under the guise of it could work. So now you're in a limbo that you shouldn't be in. And now you feel disconnected because of everything that has transpired. Marie, you wrote into the show. I appreciate it. So please understand that I am not trying to be rude. I am not trying to rub anything in your face. I'm trying to help you. But I feel like many people don't truly realize the help that they need and the information that they need to hear until it is provided to them directly. So understand that your best interest is at heart in this conversation, but it will be direct. So with that being said, Marie, I will start off like this. My perspective is that this man never wanted to be married in the first place. There is maybe a woman that he would have given it all up for, but you weren't it. Evidence by him having another woman that you happen to find out about. And that's just what you know about. The reason why he admitted it is because you had the proof. And I'm guessing that proof was solid enough to where he couldn't back out of it. So his last resort was to be honest. I've been there. That has been me in the past. I know what that feels like. I know what that is. But he never wanted to marry you. And he told you this. You fell for the proposal that came out of fear of losing you instead of the love he should have had for you. That's different. You should never have to change the narrative of what the relationship is to get a reaction. And I know you didn't do it for this reason. You were in your head. You were isolating that thought. But in all reality, you shifting the narrative, which is something that was perfectly fine, ultimately messed him up to where he made a last ditch effort to try to salvage the situation. Because you are emotionally invested in that, that's what you fell for. I think maybe you kind of knew like or maybe one of your friends was like, I thought Darren didn't want to get married. I don't know if the guy's name is Darren. y'all. I'm just going to use Darren. You know, maybe your friend said, I thought Darren said he would never get married or he wasn't into marriage, whatever the case may be. So I feel like at some point that had to cross your mind. Like, why is he proposing now? It's been six years. What changed and what changed was what you changed. So, like I said, the cause was already deeply rooted in the fact that he said marriage wasn't for him. You tried to put yourself like, oh, OK, you know, we can be friends or we can just still date, whatever. You try to get that whole thing out of your mind, knowing that's what you really wanted. And that is something that you cannot bend on. Forget about him for a second. Let's talk about you, Marie. I'm sure you have your idea of what marriage should be. You have the foundation of your parents. You have the foundation of his parents. And I'm pretty sure that pushes a lot of the ideas that you do have about marriage. And one of the reasons why you would like that is because that's something that you have seen in your parents. That's something that you would like for you and your family and wanting that for yourself. Do you not deserve a man who feels like you also deserve that life? There's plenty of intellectual guys out there. There's plenty of guys who are humorous. There are plenty of guys who can be excellent fathers. We've seen it. But wouldn't you rather have those qualities with a man who also cares about you genuinely, who also wants to be married to you, who also wants to love you unconditionally. And if the answer to that is yes, then we can go into my advice, which is this. 
I'm not sure if this will be the first time you've listened to my podcast or not, but something that I always say is this. The only person that you are stuck with for the entirety of your life is you. Meaning friends will come and go, relationships will come and go, family will die off. You came into this world alone, you're going to leave this world alone. So you have to look out for yourself first. Even within a relationship, you have to look out for yourself first. I understand that you would like to work it out. But my advice is to take the yellow flags that he provided six years ago. Take the red flags of when he proposed to you out of fear instead of out of love. Take the red flag that he cheated on you sexually and intellectually. The same things. Take the red flags that he cheated on you. And that's just what you know about. Take that and then make a decision for yourself. That does Marie deserve a man who thinks that she deserves her happiness, that she deserves that long term love, that she deserves those meals for breakfast, lunch, dinner, that she deserves to be a stay at home mom and take care of home. You are more than welcome to work it out because it can be worked out. I am not the person to say that it is impossible. Anything almost is impossible. But what I don't want you to do is to use that as the foundation that it can. Just because it's possible doesn't mean it's likely. And that's where you stand. So my advice is this. Take your emotions out of the situation as best you can. Think about things as if you were giving advice to another woman. This woman you know very well. You two have been friends since you were kids. You know her likes, you know her dislikes, you know the things that she has talked about, dreamed about, has had goals of. If you were giving this woman some advice on the exact same situation, what would you tell her? Think logically about this situation because the closer you are to the emotions, the cloudier you are to a clear thought process. Perspective is this man just wants to keep you around and it's no fault of your own. Perspective is you love him and you feel like he may be the only guy out there or one of the best qualified guys for your life. Could this work out? It could, but it's going to take enormous effort from him to make it work for you so you all can work together. And I don't know, again, from a distance, if that is what he's truly willing to do, simply because I think that his root is too deep and wanting to be a bachelor his entire life. That may be what he was destined for. And if you feel like you were destined for a marriage in which you can compromise, a marriage in which you can grow together, a marriage in which you can be happy, then you have to make a decision for yourself. And a decision for yourself, my advice, more looks like it's by yourself until you find a man who thinks that you deserve all the things that you do. So Marie, hopefully that clears up some of the questions you had. If you would actually like to call into the show, we can have an actual conversation. We can do that as well. I do have that set up now. I'm kind of excited about it. Like I said, I am here to help as best I can. Again, I appreciate you taking the time out to write in. I do hope that your situation gets better. I do hope that you make a decision that is best for you. And I can't wait to see how you grow from this. With that being said, if you have a listener letter that you would like to write into the show, DM me, tweet me. You can email me goodmanexistspodcast at gmail.com. However you would like to get in touch. I am here for you. I'm here for it. I am here to get you on track so you can be happy. Happiness is hard enough to find. You shouldn't stand in your own way of obtaining it. Again, thank you all for listening. If you haven't already subscribed to the show, I would greatly appreciate it. If you enjoyed the episode, tell a friend, tell a family member, share it on your IG, your Twitter. And as usual, I hope each and every one of you are doing well. 
And as always, be great people. Thank you.